As you know, Major League Baseball has made some changes regarding the rules, making the bases bigger. So today's show, I'm going to tell you how this could be affecting the Washington Nationals for good. And you're going to hear about that right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I always appreciate you guys for tuning in as I have taken my passion for baseball as well as the Nationals. I've married the two and have made it a podcast with the Locked On Podcast Network. And I am enjoying each and every single day that I get to talk into this microphone, and hopefully we keep it on for the long run. Excuse me. So as we get into the show today, I do want to discuss some of the new rules in baseball. And before we get into that, I do believe that these rules will make the game better. A little more fun to watch, and I say that because there are three pretty big rule changes that I actually think will help Major League Baseball as a whole. Not only just the Nationals, this will help an offense that needs a lot of help. But then also, these rules will make it a little harder on the pitchers than some may want. And I understand that. And we know pitching means basically everything as far as it comes to winning a World Series. You saw it in 2019. You see it every single year. Usually the best pitching wins it. That's just how it is. But ultimately, there are three rule changes that are being implemented for the 2023 season. And truly, I kind of like where we're headed with this. First off, you have the pitch timer now. So the pitch timer, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you. I don't know how it's going to speed up the game because that's ultimately what this is about. They can talk about all different reasons that they have, but they want to get these games wrapped up. That's just what it is. You know, I try to think about it and what this means for hitters, for pitchers, for the defense, for managers, and ultimately the pitch timer, it's to save a couple seconds off each pitch. But even then, is that going to help anything? Probably not. But so here, here are some of like the bullet points that you should know. The pitcher must begin his motion to deliver the pitch before the expiration of the pitch timer. Pitchers who violate the timer are charged with an automatic ball. Batters who violate the timer are charged with an automatic strike. So you see how it can also affect the pitcher, but as well as the batter. Obviously, I'm I'm not too crazy about this. I see why they're doing it. They're going to speed up the game by a couple minutes. I'm sure that's going to help. It's a 15-second timer. Typically, after the pitch and before you're getting ready, you're going to be ready by that 15-second clock. That's what I'm going to assume. That's at least how I think we all should assume. So, therefore, I don't really see this being a huge difference. But then again, that's just one of the three. And honestly, that's the lesser of the three. The second one, 
Major League Baseball has implemented bigger bags. And meaning that first base, second base, and third base, which used to be 15 inches square, is now 18 inches square. So it's 18 inches on each side. Therefore, it's going to be a little easier for the runner to get in, slide safe. But ultimately, it's about the safety of the players. You know, does it shorten up the base path by a few inches? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it does. That's how the math maths. So we'll see how that works out. But ultimately, I think this is just a safety precaution. There's no real reason behind it other than the safety. And which, therefore, I'm fine with it. This is something to where you're going to see it across baseball. Player safety is something that's on the mind of really any sport. So ultimately, it makes sense. I have no issues with this. And, you know, if it makes it easier for the runners, for the offense, I'm for it. Because I'm an offensive guy. I want to see offense. I want to see runs. I want to see exciting plays. It's going to make the base pass three inches shorter. Cool. Three inches sooner for, you know, that bang-bang play. Maybe a little different now. So I kind of like these changes to where it's like, eh, player safety, that's awesome. First base, cool. You won't be having any run-ins anymore, hopefully. Home plate won't be any different now. So therefore, I'm not too worried about this one. But my favorite one of these is the defensive shift limit. And therefore, you cannot shift in the infield anymore in Major League Baseball. And this is the crown jewel of what I want to talk about because not only does it make it easier for managers to make decisions, which I want to get into with Davey Martinez in a little bit here in his future with the Nationals, but it just makes it easier for offense. And also, you see guys like, for example, Cody Bellinger last year. If Cody Bellinger was not shifted as much as he had, he would have been a 300 batter, batting average strictly. That's a way above average big league hitter when he was way below average. And you're going to see that across Major League Baseball as a whole. There's going to be a lot more hits, a lot more everything. And therefore, the offense is going to thrive in this. And that's the whole point of it. That's what Major League Baseball wants. They want more offense. They want more excitement to grow the game. They want to be on the Sports Center top 10. They want that monster home run. That's what Major League Baseball wants. And so ultimately, this is not a good thing for defenses or especially pitchers because now they're going to have to be way more creative, way more crafty, and really ultimately perfect the craft of pitching. And that's what it really comes down to. The hitters are going to benefit from this. You're going to see way big numbers this year from not really as power goes. You may see a couple extra base hits that maybe wouldn't have been with the shift. But then again, you're ultimately going to see a big jump in batting average, and that's ultimately okay. It's fine. That's what we want to see. That's at least what I want to see. But also, in a league that's obsessed and filled with pitching, as I say, pitching is the most important aspect of baseball. This is going to be tough for them. and It's also going to make it tough for managers to manage these situations and put a, are you going to go to that lefty-righty light? Uh, match up again you know it's going to affect the different scenarios of a game outcomes of a game you truly don't know what will take place moving forward and so it's going to be an interesting thing to watch but also with the defensive shift 
it really just has me worried for pitchers because in these situations, when you know someone like uh, Josh Bell are coming up to the plate and he's kind of a pole hitter, you know what? You're going to stack up that right side or left side of the infield, wherever he's hitting from that day. And you're going to prevent the chances of him getting on base by however many percentage points. Now that's taken away. You have to be within a zone in baseball that it's kind of like a, they're not going to have lines and have make-believe zones, but it's going to be a judgment call of what they believe. So ultimately, we're just going to have to see what that goes through, but I think it's a good thing for baseball in the overall point of it. You're growing the game. You're making offense relevant again, and ultimately, that's a good overall thing for baseball because this is a league ruled by pitching. We know that. Obviously, the home run is just as valuable as pitching nowadays. You've seen it, you love it, you know it, you want it. But also, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough for pitchers to go out there and truly evaluate what they have as far as the defensive shift band goes because it's just going to be rough. We'll see how it plays out, but ultimately I think the shift change will have the biggest effect that all those three rule changes that I think are the most important. And for the record, I am for the shift ban. As someone who was shifted on in high school, wherever you played, I'm sure you at home, you've probably been shifted on as well. It sucks. So now we're going to see more offense pitching. It's going to get harder for you, but guess what? That's fine. That's why you pitch. That's why you strike guys out. That's why we want you to get outs and you manipulate it yourself by striking the perger the person out it's that simple so now i want to talk about the future of davy martinez and truly with this rule change because it's going to change a lot of strategy for managers so this got the thought it's time to evaluate davy martinez moving forward and truly get down to what he means to this franchise what he has meant and what he means moving forward with the Washington Nationals, because ultimately, is his time up here in D.C. at the end of this season? We'll talk about that next, but before, I'm going to tell you guys about my friends from FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On, because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets, guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to points, spreads, to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance to a bigger payout with the same game parlay. The NFL playoffs are going on this weekend. You got the AFC and the NFC Championship and I am riding with the San Francisco 49ers plus two and a half against the Eagles. My guys at FanDuel, they have me covered just like they're going to have you covered. It is that easy. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to, to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
And now we get back into evaluating the future of Davey Martinez. Because, guys, let's go back to 2019. May 21st of 2019 was when the loudest part of this fan base was yelling for Davey Martinez to get fired, including myself. You at home, you may be listening as well and being like, yeah, I remember that time. That was a time to where we wanted him gone. We wanted him ripped off. We were 19 and 31, and there was a loaded team in 2019 that ultimately won the World Series with still Davey Martinez at the helm. So ultimately, what is there to make of Davey Martinez? And in baseball, it's a little different. Managers manage. They're the head of the team. They rule the clubhouse. They're the guy. Take a look at the NFL. It's the head coach. It's a little different. Coaching in or coaching, quote unquote, is really for the hitting coach, for the pitching coach. The managers manage. He comes in in situations and he picks who he wants to go up to the plate. He picks who he wants to go out and pitch in that situation. And that's how they manage. They don't necessarily coach you up. They can, but his role as a manager is to manage the game. So it's not necessarily of him developing players. Yes, a manager has say in developing players. He is a voice in their ear that helps them do develop in the major leagues. But ultimately, their job is to manage. And there are some questions with Davey Martinez as far as the managers go. And I remember thinking about this a few years back when the Nationals let go of Dusty Baker after the 2017 season. I remember this Washington Post article from a quote from someone inside the Nationals organization that said, Dusty Baker is the best manager in baseball 21 out of the 24 hours a day. Meaning, as a leader in the clubhouse, someone who's going to lead the team outside of games and even during games. He is the best when it comes to that. And I think we saw that on a national stage in the World Series over the last two years. But also, Davey Martinez, as well as Dusty Baker, they don't always press the right buttons as far as situations go. You may remember times in 2020 or 2019 when the Nationals were into it, and we just kept on throwing Sean Doolittle out there to save the day. Now, some people make the argument, including myself, being like, well, when you really have no one else to do this with, when you really have no one else that can pitch in this high leverage situation, what else are you supposed to do? Well, there are other situations. That's when times are like, you have to figure out when a role player fits in that role. And when he's in that role, he's got to execute. So he found that reason with Sean Doolittle in 2019. He was executing it in hot in high leverage situations all the time, but that ultimately milked his arm. And that's why he doesn't really have too much long-term success after that season. That's kind of a hot take, but then again, you see it. You see the results. He kind of fell apart in that second half of the season. Then after that trade deadline, Daniel Hudson came in. Guys like that who actually made a difference. Tanner Rainey was starting to really develop at the major league level and becoming a reliable arm out of the bullpen. You trade for guys, Ronis Elias, who never really established himself in the major league after having a hamstring injury in that 2019 season. We made moves to ultimately make the 
roster better. And in this past season, I actually think Davey Martinez in limited opportunities, I think last year was his best managerial year besides 2019 and obviously pressing all the right buttons down the stretch. But then again, you saw that fall off in 2020. In 2018, you did not see that from Davey Martinez. In 2021, you did not see that from Davey Martinez. This past year, especially the second half, was a ton better from him. So the moral of this story is, I want to see Davey Martinez manage better. I want him to take all the analytics, every single drop of data that he can possibly scoop up and use that into making a bad roster and making it into your best lineup every single day. Try to win. Try to make that winning decision. Try a crazy scenario that you may never try in a situation to where you're trying to win now. So ultimately, I think Davey Martinez, the manager side of it, needs help. Needs some sort of situation to where he can rely on what his gut tells him to do. And not only his gut, but just use analytics. Use everything aside to make him a better manager. Because Davey Martinez is not on some hot seat. But he's also not on a cool throne. So in doing that, Davey Martinez is going to have to prove himself, especially if you get new ownership in, and they could blow out the entire staff. You never really know about that. Plus, if the Nationals at the bottom of the barrel again this year, you might see Davey Martinez let go. So there are a lot of decisions to make as far as Davey Martinez goes. In his entire staff, Darnell Coles, the hitting coach, We don't know. We haven't really seen it yet. But ultimately, he had Juan Soto last year. Didn't do too much. Is that all on him? Of course not. Josh Bell, that's a success story that you'll see from Darnell Coles. He's going to have to coach whoever it may be up this year. C.J. Abrams, guys like that. C.J. Abrams has talked highly about Darnell Coles. And now here we go to Jim Hickey, the pitching staff. That's where I have an issue with this staff as far as coaching goes. Jim Hickey, good guy. Good guy. I've talked to him. He's a nice guy. But then again, I need a little more coaching. I need to see a little more develop at the major league level. D. John Watson, head of player development for the Washington Nationals. He falls in this category as well. But ultimately, he doesn't work side-by-side with Davey Martinez and that staff. This is about Davey Martinez and his managerial strategies. Ultimately, I want to see him take a step up in pressing all the right buttons because that's what it comes down to with managers. I don't need you to develop C.J. Abrams. That's not on you. Your job is to go out there for 162 games, press all the right buttons, make all the right moves, make the right adjustments, fill out that lineup card, make adjustments again, and do it all over again. Rinse and repeat. That's what we need to see from Davey Martinez to ultimately improve this team, but then also his stature as a manager in Major League Baseball because that is something to watch going forward as we continue to talk about and steam ahead to spring training this year because I love Davey Martinez. Davey Martinez, in fact, could have a statue outside of Nationals Park. He could. Will he? Probably not. But then again, that 2019 run, we love him. He pressed the right buttons. He's a legend no matter what. 
in Washington, D.C. for what he did in that team in 2019. And plus, I don't want to see him get fired. I want to see him improve. That's why I'm talking about him improving rather than just lighting the torch, throwing it away, and be gone with Davey Martinez. Because ultimately, I don't want that to happen. I think he is a good manager with good strategies to where sometimes he hits the right button. But other times, he doesn't. And it shows. So ultimately, hit the right buttons. Know what situation you're getting into. And have everything prepared. Everything planned out to where we could try to win more games. Because that was an issue this past year. Not everyone would say that. But I'm going to go on the record and I will say that. So ultimately, Davey Martinez, he's doing what he can with not a lot of talent. But also, I saw a little rumor, not a rumor, I saw people tweeting about a former top prospect with Joe Adele and what maybe he's traded from Los Angeles Angels. Former top prospect, young, not a lot of opportunities. Could the Nationals jump in on that? I'm going to tell you guys about what I think with that after I tell you about Lindsey Crosby. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospect hosted by Lindsey Crosby, who is a prospect encyclopedia. He gets his podcast, Locked On MLB Prospects, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And now we get into some rumors or discussion about Joe Adele because I have said to the Nationals not myself but I have said to you guys that I want the Nationals to take shots for former big league prospects for former guys who used to be big time prospects but then again the Nationals also have those guys on their own roster Victor Robles who was once a top five prospect in baseball America Carter Keyboom was as high as 15 in Baseball America. You got two guys already that were former big-time prospects. But now we get into Joe Adele, who was also a top-10 prospect at one point, and he has just ultimately fluttered for what he could have been at the major league level. So far, Joe Adele, who, like I said, top-10 pick, was rushed up the minor leagues. He's still only 23 years old, will be turning 24 at some point this spring, but he hasn't really showed that much. He has a 616 OPS with a 215 batting average in 161 games through three years in the major league. So he's been up and down. He's been injured. He's been banged up and ultimately hasn't made a difference for a team that's trying to win now. So they could be trying to move off him. And the question comes, would this be a smart move for the Washington Nationals. Would I approve? Would I put the stamp of approval on this move? And yes, I would. Some people may talk about, well, you got Robert Hassel coming up. You have Lane Thomas, who's been developing a little bit. You got Elijah Green, James Wood, all these different outfield prospects that could and should be something at the major league level. And yes, I still would make this move because Elijah Green and James Wood they're a couple years away. We may see Robert Hassel at the end of this September, but that's if everything goes right in his development because he's only 21 years old. You don't really need him up in the majors right this second. So ultimately, I don't know if we will trade for him, but I think it would be a smart decision to do so. 
he's had a lot of defensive woes in the outfield. He's not really a natural outfielder, per se. He did play that back in high school, but he bounced around from first base to the outfield. So it also shows a little versatility here. But ultimately, I think the Nationals, if the price is right, should be knocking on the door for moves like this. Former top guys. If it takes to trade away Carter Keyboom, sure, do it. You've seen it with Carter Keyboom. We know it. They got Anthony Rendon, who hasn't really been able to stay healthy the past few years. Might have a backup option with Carter Keyboom. Maybe he develops in the Angel system. Maybe it's just a change of scenery for both the guys. That could be a possibility. Also, the hot-button topic for Nationals fans as far as trading someone, would Kyle Finnegan be the price that I pay this second? No, because I want a bidding war for Kyle Finnegan. Ultimately, the Nationals are going to be gambling. They're at the poker room right now. They're walking around. They're trying to figure out what table they want to go to as far as trading Kyle Finnegan goes. And ultimately, they got to put all their chips in for Kyle Finnegan at the deadline. I think Kyle Finnegan will be and is the best reliever for the Washington Nationals right now. Relievers are always gone at the deadline. Kyle Finnegan still has plenty of years of control left. I believe he has three years left of control in the big leagues. That's going to be valuable at the deadline. He's 31, 32 years old. Not really someone that we're going to be looking for to help us in five years from now when we're competing again for the postseason. But now he can help a team that needs to win. So he's going to be dangled upon and he's going to be talked about in trade rumors. You're going to see all those cycles come up as the season starts. But ultimately, I wouldn't trade him for Joe Adele now because you could get a big prize possession. Not a crazy big time prospect, but you could get something a little more. And I'm willing to gamble on that as the deadline comes up in Major League Baseball. So ultimately, what would I trade for Joe Adele? I'd look at Carter Keyboom. They're like, hey, Carter Keyboom for Joe Adele. Then I'd move aside Victor Robles for Joe Adele. Would they do either of those moves? I don't know. Would the Nationals even do it? I'm not too sure. So ultimately, Joe Adele is kind of a case that we already have with Victor Robles. Except I guess Joe Adele at this point, only playing in 160 games the last three years, has more upside as a whole. So we could see Adele being traded maybe to the Nationals. Certainly this is something that I'm interested in. But ultimately, I wouldn't trade the barn for Joe Adele. Because you kind of see it. You've seen it through, basically he's played a full season the last three years. And the hitting's just not there. The development's not there. He's gotten a tad better in the outfield. But then again, it's nothing amazing. So the Nationals could be in on this. I would be happy for it. This is going to be an opportunity for him to where he could turn his career around here. But ultimately, we just don't really know how that plays out. So thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by Lindsey Crosby, who again is a prospect encyclopedia. So I will talk to you guys. Sorry. I will talk to you guys at another date. After this, sorry.